0: Welcome to Fertile Minds Radio, here you'll find wisdom for your fertility journey and beyond, chosen specifically to help you trust your body and elevate your spirit so you can enjoy the process. Join us and see what a fertile mind feels like. Now your host, Hilary Talbot Rowland. Hello and
1: welcome to Episode 6, Male and Female Energies. Today we will be answering the question, what's the difference between these energies and why does it matter when it comes to conception? Our guest on today's show is the lovely Erin Gray, mental health counselor and licensed massage therapist extraordinaire. She's a regular on the show already and I don't see that slowing down as we always have so much to talk about when it comes to the energetics behind conceiving. So if you didn't listen to her debut episode number 4, Doing versus Being, and get to hear her long list of credentials and all the ways that we would rather do than just be, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. This one kind of piggybacks on that topic. Now, I admit the art of being can be somewhat elusive to us go-getter females, and if you need a little help with that, I invite you to join me in Sweden this summer at my Relax and Recharge retreat in the land of the midnight sun. Imagine doing daily yoga and meditation surrounded by horses and alpacas, being served farm-to-table organic meals, and hiking or journaling as you practice simply being. Of course, partners and friends are welcome, but this meditation retreat is designed to help you get in touch with your male and female energetics and the balancing act of giving and receiving. To learn more about that retreat, you can visit ladypotions.com backslash retreats for specific dates and costs. That's also the site where you can read the show notes from this episode and download a little reminder list that Erin and I have created to help you recognize when you're operating from your male or female side. Simply go to ladypotions.com backslash episode six. Now, without further ado, on to the show. All right, we are back. I am Hilary talbot Rowland, your host of Fertile Minds Radio, and I am here with the beautiful and marvelous Erin Gray, our resident, mental health counselor, energy worker, and we are going to shed some light on the energetics of masculine and feminine today. So I'm so excited to have you here, Erin. So after we did our first recording of doing versus being, we we really kind of understood that we had to go back and really flush out the differences between masculine and feminine so that you could fully integrate that. So we're going to make this like a part one and part two of the doing versus being in the previous episode. So let's just get right into this, Aaron. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Not to be too masculine, but let's do this. Okay. <laughs> so my first question is, what I think a lot of people or a lot of women have when we start talking about this and they're like, well, I'm a woman married to the man. So what's the problem? (laughs) What, what do I need to know?
0: Yeah. So why is this a problem and what does it have to do with my fertility and what's like the price of eggs around this? Mm -hmm, Exactly. Um, Exactly. So let's just start at the super, super ground level. And, you know, this is a big area of your expertise is just around biology and hormones, right? So when our hormones aren't balanced, it's absolutely gonna make a difference in our fertility. So when we are driving as women in our masculine primarily, it imbalances us right at the level of cortisol, right? At that adrenal gland level, at the fight or flight level. And when our cortisol levels are out of balance, All of the other hormones cascade out of balance from there so this has to do with like these literal biological functions as men and as women
1: right right absolutely I mean just like you said you know the the basics of what cortisol does, you know, drops your progesterone. And just being in like a low grade fight or flight all the time, it actually inhibits all of your sex hormones, whether you are a man or a woman. Um, So that whole low T thing, that can absolutely be brought on by long term stress, long term fight or flight.
0: Right. And we've seen that in several of the women that we have worked with together, that that's just the place to start is needing to get that stress level down in order just to get the hormones balanced to just start having the conversation about fertility right
1: right and I you know I always kind of go back to just basic evolutionary biology to explain to a woman like hey it's not that we're saying you can't do what a man does but we were created differently on purpose if you think about just basic genitalia you know Men carry most of theirs on the outside, and we carry everything inside. And part of that's because we were born with all of our eggs, Um, and men make new sperm every 90 to 120 days. So they were meant to be the person in the in the partnership that goes out to to inspect that fire off in the distance and you know if they have a smoke inhalation or they get too hot and it ruins their sperm no big deal they make new sperm in 120 days and you know if women do that then every germ cell that was in queue is potentially ruined so there's a there's a difference and it's it was it's very purposeful
0: (laughs) there's a huge difference there's a huge difference and And this also has to do with our ways of being energetically, which we talked about in that first episode of that masculine doing, which is this output of energy versus this feminine receptivity. And so when we combine that energetic piece with this biological piece, and you think about, like you said, literal genitalia, men are the doing principle and the forward motion principle and women are the receptive inward principle, literally, physically, biologically. And so we want to align that energetic way of being. So, being able to be receptive, to literally, physically be able to receive that sperm to fertilize that egg which is sitting internally and have all of that be in alignment in order to optimize your fertility. At this level we're talking about optimization, right? Right.
1: Yeah, and and not only to receive, but then what are you going to do with said sperm when it when you get it, right? I ha- I'll never forget I had this one patient and you know, they had had a long arduous fertility journey, even before they got to me. And she came in and she said, you know, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but no one will test me <laughs> to see if my cells are actually attacking the sperm. She's like, you know, I've been so pissed at my husband. <laughs> <that> <laughs> I swear that I am just destroying his sperm as soon as I get it. And she's like, you know, I feel like a crazy person telling somebody this." <laughs> she's like, but I think you're the only one that was going to understand." <laughs> You know, and sure enough, it wasn't just, like, her mind doing this. This was because her nervous system was so cranked for so long that it it had a huge effect on her immune system and her endocrine system, and she did have some killer T-cells in there. So we had to really focus on actually um, scaling back the immune system response. There wasn't necessarily so much wrong with her hormones as it was. Her immune system was front line and center, like, I'm going to kick everybody's ass. (laughs) And so once we got that under control, everything was fine. Sure, and that emotional
0: piece too about not being able to receive her husband because she was angry at him and needing to address that at that level as well in order to support her nervous system and immune system calming down too.
1: Right, and that was, she's definitely one that, that had has gone to you and that was such an integral piece in that because you can try and calm down the immune system, but if you don't get to the root cause of what is cranking your nervous system, and sure, infertility can do that, just the challenge alone, but, you know, if what's poking the bear every single day that's continuing to to make this nervous system crank and then the immune system crank, so, yeah, you have to to get to that emotional piece, which is why I'm so big on, hey, let's talk about the emotions, let's talk about the head, let's talk about the heart, and then we'll talk about the uterus. There you go. everything in good time, right? Okay, so the second question that I feel like when I sit with this topic or when I'm speaking with other women is they just kind of look at me and shake their head and they're like, you how did we get this way? Why are we so mixed up? Why are we so mixed
0: up? And it's such a good question and it's such a valuable question. Um, And it has to do, in my opinion, with what the culture values. So if you think about it, culturally, what we value is the masculine. We value productivity, we value doing, we value goal orientation, we value action. And also when you put in this mix that as women, we've had to work really hard to have our own sense of independence. And so having our independence has cost us some things within our feminine nature and also culturally, we want to feel valued. So it's, it's quite natural, actually, that we would align with what the culture values, even though it's out of alignment with our feminine nature. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, the culture values the masculine. That's how we got this way is we want to feel valued. So we aligned with what the culture values. And, you know, we wanted to be able to have our sense of independence in the world. And in order to do that, this is what we've done.
1: So am I, and answer me honestly, what you see, you know, I'm not going to go like all political or anything, but am I being Pollyanna by thinking that the tides are actually changing and that I think there's more women, you know, listening to this conversation, like even tuning into this episode and going, yeah, I want to own my femininity. Like, I, Why are men scared of this? And, and what do I do to, to turn it back on?
0: I absolutely agree with you. I think that there's a whole movement that's happening and and I see it in both the macrocosm and the microcosm. So within the culture and within individuals that there is this desire to like re-sacralize the feminine to re, you know to have this, the feminine be valued again in a place where it's not less than Or perceived as weakness or just not have it be undervalued, but to be able to claim our femininity again, that is absolutely happening. That is absolutely happening in a huge way all over the world. I mean, when you take a look at some of the popular books right now and some of the popular speakers and things around women's groups and coming together to celebrate moon cycles and rituals and all of those kinds of things women are yearning for that and they're creating that and we're coming together in those kinds of communities to to make that happen. So no, I don't think you're being Pollyanna at all. I think it's really happening.
1: Yeah, and no, I would agree actually cuz I I remember when I first started out 10 years ago telling women that their menstrual cycles synced up with the moon, at least before the days of birth control and hormones in our meat and they they would look at me like I was a little nuts, like they had, gone, <laughs> they had stepped a toe into the, the too much crunchy granola,
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah, women are coming to you probably saying, "So I joined this group."
1: Oh yeah. There's there's full moon, ceremonies at my yoga studio that supports like 500 people you know every full moon so it's great
0: yeah it's happening absolutely
1: all right so I have a a secondary question to that what what happens to men when we accidentally compete with them when we get provoked and we go into that place and you know and we step into like our high masculine game and want to meet force with force what happens to them? And then my second part of that question is how do we unfuck that when we accidentally do it?
0: <laughs> that's good. Sometimes we don't accidentally do it. Sometimes we mean to do it. When we get into our own masculine, that's what happens with two masculine energies. Two masculine energies will go into competition with each other. Okay. So in a relationship, in a romantic relationship, and this. This doesn't matter if it's a man and a woman, two men, two women. It doesn't matter, right? Because we all have masculine energy and we all have feminine energy. There's only three ways this can go down. And so there's that competitive energy that we just talked about. And then there's polar energy, which is what we want in relationship. We want that kind of polarity in relationship where one person is in their masculine energy and one person is in their feminine energy. Okay, so that's the polarity that keeps things juicy and romantic and alive. And in our fertility game, we want to be, as women, we want to be in the feminine principle. And we want our men to be in the masculine principle, okay? And it's okay to flip back and forth in those roles within relationship. There's gonna be times when you'll be in your masculine and he'll be in his feminine. So that's the second way that can go down. And then the third way it can go down is is neutrality. So that's when there's no juice, when you're living like roommates, when you're living like buddies, when you aren't caring necessarily right and we definitely don't want to be in neutrality so what happens to men when we go into our masculine energy like that is that 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 competitiveness happens or for our men they'll either go into their feminine energy and then that what that tends to do to us is that we get angry we feel like we're the ones that are doing everything and it feeds that fuel of creating distance between us in our relationships and the other thing that happens when we go into our masculine energy is we're not inspiring our men with our own feminine energy men are inspired by the feminine men are turned on by the feminine men are attracted to the feminine and they want to show up for us when we're in our juicy feminine nature so When we're not doing that, the other thing that happens to men is that they will shut down and they will shut us out and we end up emasculating them. And then we wonder why our men aren't showing up for us, why our men aren't pursuing us, why our men aren't protecting us, why our men aren't engaging with us emotionally. It's because they're shut down or they're wandering because they're going out to find that feminine energy that juices them somewhere else.
1: Okay, so what you're saying is we need to actually be more defenseless, maybe, and highlight our man. So we need to drop into our own feminine energy and, and not compete with them,
0: maybe? We need to drop into our own feminine energy, and we need to not compete with them. And so like I, I can hear all of the feminists out there kind of starting to get their hackles up. And <laughs> I just want to say, you know, that I'm going to speak for you, Hillary, if that's okay, that you and I are both very engaged feminists. And I know that some of the things I just said may not sound like the most feminist kinds of things. But when you take it full circle, you start to understand that the feminine has its own kind of power and that we do want to drop into a place. I wouldn't say it's defenseless. I would
1: say it's softer. I know for myself, I was never really taught how to be soft. <laughs> like I was I was taught to compete and to rise above. So what would you tell a listener that's, you know, she's sitting in her car, she's jogging down the road and she's saying, "Holy shit, I've been living <laughs> in my masculine." Right? What 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 do you tell her as an example of how to soften?
0: So um, what I'm going to say about this is, what did I tell you when you had this problem? Because <laughs> <laughs> we've had this conversation, right? We've had this conversation, and I love your story so much.
1: I'm interviewing you. We are not co-hosts. You don't get to put me up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's so good, right? It's so good. So would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about that, and then I will pick up the question?
1: Yeah, so I had to get really comfortable with, not just sharing a house with myself and my female dog, but with, you know, four men and my husband, you know, my four boys and two of them being teenagers. And I came to Aaron so frustrated one day because, you know, my my husband travels a lot and I felt like every single time he left, there was this like hazing phase of 12 hours (laughs) where they went from being (laughs) super awesome to I'm going to challenge you on every front. And what i didn't realize is i was actually engaging the competition by being in my masculine so right and, and aaron so kindly pointed out that i needed to do the exact opposite of what had become intuitive for me so when i was getting like upset that you know why do i have to tell you three times to put away your laundry and no i'm not going to rewash your clean laundry that you put back into <laughs> your dirty laundry basket you know just and I and I was like incensed you know and it was literally like you know everything masculine came up including my blood pressure (laughs) (laughs) you know and I think you had a really good laugh at this of like oh you're so calm and serene and where did you just throw away your feminine self and you pointed out like hey if you reword this if you just take a deep breath instead of being Pissed off of why won't they listen to me? Why won't they do as I say? Right? There's that word do. Right. And you just softly say, hey, you know, when your dad's gone, I really need you to step up to the plate and be more masculine. You know, I need you to help me around the house to get the things done that I can't do alone. So that was the softening of admitting that I can't do them alone, which I can, I just, I didn't want to. Right, right. right. So it's <laughs> it right. about getting what you want, right? Instead of fighting to the bitter end and then realizing that you got what you want, but you didn't really win. Right, exactly. So that was
0: a, that was so good, Hillary. Thank you for sharing that because it's such a great <laughs> poignant example of what we tend to do as women. We get all incensed and we start to compete We want to be right, and instead, what we need to learn how to do is soften, okay? So we want instead to evoke the masculine in our men. One of the best ways to evoke that masculine is simply for asking for help and letting them know how to make us happy. We assume as women that our men, if they really, really love us, should know how to make us happy, and I'm here to tell you, girls, it's not true they're not psychic. They don't know what you're thinking unless you tell them. And so like your story points out so beautifully. And, and, and I want to make sure that we get the punchline in there that when you said to these boys, like, Hey, I, and you're oldest, I need you to be the man of the house while your dad is away. And he like, I remember you telling me after the fact that he had, you know, puffed up his chest and was like, okay, what do you need me to do? And just became like this Super helper instead of this little shit who you were, felt like you were having
1: to corral and discipline, right? Yeah, the energy immediately changed. His posture changed, his strut changed. You know, so not only did I get what I want, but I had this like deep revelation of, oh man, it's my job to teach him as a as a woman how to be a man, right? Like, because I think that that's becoming so lost as more Absolutely. women are able to step into to uh, more masculine roles at work and, you know, in life and society. And I feel like that's why they're so confused. I do too. And like, just this example, like here, he learned how to really step into his own masculine energy without it being a lesson for him. Like it was just part of life. Exactly. So natural, right? Right. And so if you're going to be a parent, you know, you're going to have to do this, whether you know, whether you have a boy or a girl that like that that diagonal relationship, you know, father, daughter, you know, mother, son is so, so important. And I feel like it really comes out of the foundation of how you treat your partner. Absolutely. And them watching each other. Absolutely. And so I want to circle back for just a moment to that softening
0: idea, because I get a lot of resistance with this when I present this idea to women around softening. And the mistake that we make and what we hear with that is that we're supposed to soften to our partner. But before that even happens, what it is, is that you have to soften to your own internal resistance and you have to soften to your own desire to fight and compete.
1: Oh yeah. It was totally
0: ego with me. Absolutely, <laughs> 110%. Course, yeah. It absolutely is because As women, we want to feel understood. As women, we want to feel supported. And when we don't feel understood and supported, we'll fight. I know I do. So I have to soften to my own internal resistance and my own desire to fight in order to say what it is I really need and what it is that will really make me happy. So that's what we're softening to when I talk about softening. Soften to that feminine place in yourself that has a sense of what she wants and be able to express that. And then the whole dynamic will shift. And you get to be the woman. You get to be the feminine. And it's powerful. It's really, really powerful without being manipulative or without being a prostitute, right? Because we also associate using our feminine energy with those two things with, you know, if I'm being feminine or I'm using my feminine energy powerfully, I'm being manipulative or I'm, you know, selling myself out and it's not what's true. It's not what's true and it's done really well and it's done with that kind of honesty about your own internal
1: state, your own feeling state. That's not manipulative. So, you know, to those female listeners out there that are having trouble getting pregnant and, you know, they've been on this journey more than just a couple months, right? And maybe they are fully understanding like their part in it by listening to this of like oh my gosh no wonder my my man isn't rising to the occasion (laughs) so to speak yeah you know what's like one or two sentences that you could just provide them with of like an example of how they could soften and drop into that place to really lift their partner up
0: That's such a great question. Um, We want to inspire our men and we want our men to feel like they're the man so that he's in his most fertile place. And what this does for us as women is it creates a safe place to raise a family and for a man to feel like the provider and the protector. So you have to have that whole big picture in mind around what is it that you're trying to create. So It's so true, what are you trying to create? You're trying to create a safe space to raise your family. And so when you understand that when you are in your masculine energy like that, that you're not engaged in creating that safe family dynamic for yourself or for your man or your partner, that you're creating polarity that sends him either into shutdown, passivity or a feminine place. So when you can hold that entire big picture of what is it that you're trying to create and, and starting to shift the idea of what does it mean to be powerful as a woman, and starting to play with some of the practices that we talked about in our first podcast and some of the things that we've talked about in, in this recording, Don't just take our word for it. Try some of these things and get your own evidence. Like in Hillary's story when she engaged her her oldest son in being the man of the house. Like don't just take our word for it. Try some of these things yourself and see what happens when you start to shift that energy. See what happens when you step down from your masculine energy and what happens to your man and his level of engagement in his masculine.
1: Yeah, I think you'll find the results instantaneous. Like, you you know, it's either working or it's not as soon as it happens. And it's, it's kind of, it's like magic, (laughs) really.
0: It's magical. It truly is. It truly is magical. And, and, you know, sometimes it's, you're not always going to see that instant result, but like as simple as the example that we gave, when you keep it that simple, the result is pretty magical and is pretty
1: instantaneous. Okay, so how about this? How about if you think back to a time when, you know, maybe in the beginning of your relationship, when you really felt like your, your partner was stepping into their masculine energy, like they had fully stepped up to the plate, maybe it was like how they proposed, or, you know, maybe they got a promotion, and they were so happy to come home and, you know, strut that they were going to provide for you. How did you support that? right? And, and think about that dynamic and kind of drop into that feeling to, to maybe recreate that again. Is that a fair example?
0: That's a great example. That's a really great example. And then just some other like really simple ways to do that is men feel supported when we appreciate them. So when we appreciate men for what they do for us, for what they provide for us, that makes them want to engage that even more because appreciation is like man fuel. You know, I remember a girlfriend saying to me once, like, you know, when I clean the kitchen, nothing happens. But when my husband cleans the kitchen, he expects all kinds of praise for it.
1: (laughs) Oh, there better be like a Macy's Day
0: parade happening, (laughs) right? (laughs) Exactly. Where's my confetti and balloons?
1: I love my husband. He cooks. He cooks three times a day. I clean. It's it's our thing. But, you know, on occasion, he does cook. Yeah. Or he does clean at the same time. Yeah. It is a celebration. It is a
0: celebration. And what you need to understand, so she got pissed. And instead of getting pissed, what I encourage you to do, like this is a really simple practice, maybe not easy, especially if you've been in a dynamic that, you know, has been a little uncomfortable. Simple practice, maybe not easy, but it's just to praise your man for the things that he does and show him appreciation for the things that he does. And watch what happens so when you throw that Macy's Day Parade (laughs) oh my god you cooked and cleaned it's so fabulous you're so wonderful you're the best (laughs) partner ever you end up with a very masculine man who wants to do more for you who wants to provide more for you and in fact what you are also doing is fueling his fertility
1: yeah because his all of a sudden his nervous system is not under duress he's not being he's not in fight or a flight, specifically the fight part. Right. right. Right? He's able to to relax and be in that parasympathetic nervous system of rest and digest or, or feed and breed, whatever you want to call it, right? Right. It's, it's all of his cells are getting the information of this is a safe place. You are alpha male. Like You could totally create a family here. <laughs> you are the provider. Let's do this. And you want him to be
0: in let's do this. And you want you to be in, I am open and receptive to you.
1: Yes, this is your idea. Like, you come to me. You (laughs) you want to make a baby, right? (laughs) It brings back some of that, like, the dance or the mystery with it instead of this, like, mechanical thing on your checklist. So... Erin has been so awesome to actually create this little PDF that we're going to have in the show notes that you can download. And it's, it's super easy, simple. It's just some words under feminine energy and masculine energy. And if you take the time to read these and really understand and maybe think of an example of when you feel these... It becomes really easy to just drop into those places in your waking life while you're conversing, right? And so that you know, like you're almost instantly aware of when you have maybe crossed into that masculine energy when it's not appropriate, right? Like I'm not saying that the boardroom is not appropriate to do that. Of course it is. But... You know at home right when it comes to your relationship and and your energy between the two partners so that is there you know it's just you know super easy being receiving internal soft all these words that we use today you know indicating the feminine and then in masculine being competitive and projective and concrete and linear right and, and really understanding when you also, hear your man coming from those points that that's your cutest often, too, right? Right. So, hopefully, this has shed some light, and you know, maybe more than a couple of you are having some aha moments of what you can go home and uh, immediately start to shift because you do own the magic to do this. We see it happen every day. And if this doesn't still make a lot of sense to you and you feel like you want some more direction. Uh, Erin has so graciously um, opened up the ability to be able to do a phone consult with you um, or even like FaceTime, I think, right? Absolutely, yes, that's possible. Uh, So if you want a little bit of face-to-face, right, if that's something in your Technological capabilities, um, and we'll have a, a link to her website in the show notes. But just for those of you that's listening, it's Aaron M Gray. So Aaron M is in Mary Gray, and that's G R A Y. Um, dot A is in Apple, B is in Boy, M is in Mary, P is in Paul. Dot com. So Aaron M Gray. Dot A B mp.com. And you can find a a contact link for her and she'll get back to you in in about 48 hours or so and and set something up. So we thank you for listening. Erin, thank you for your time and everybody who tuned in. You know how I feel that time is your most valuable asset. So hopefully you take this information and you turn it into your little pot of gold. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Erin. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye. All right. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to Fertile Minds Radio, hosted at www.ladyportions.com, where you'll find past episodes, show notes, and free meditations. If you've benefited from what you've heard, leave a comment or review so it makes it easier for others to find this valuable wisdom. Let's help elevate each other. Thanks for listening.